Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's a Wednesday, hour one. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for joining us. Stay as long as you like. If you'd like to dial us up, you can email, tweet, all the above. Operator Tyler standing by, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Say good morning to those watching on Peacock. Download the app if you haven't done so. You can watch this show for free. Those chatting on Chat Row and our radio affiliates around the country, including iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, and nearly 390 cities that carry this program. Stat of the Day is always brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of this show. Also, make sure you sign up your opportunity to control the music. You can help Marvin with his cookout playlist for Friday. And uh, my plan from Verizon gives you control over your phone plan. We're giving you control over the music. Go to danpatrick.com right now to vote. Then uh, tune in Friday to hear the winning playlist there. Poll question today. Yes, Marv, you have a question? Did you vote already? Yes, I did. All right. Yep. I voted for the 70s. Oh, let's go. Play yeah. some Stevie. Play some... Uh... Yeah. Oh, there's a, there's a bunch of good ones. You just forgot them. Sticks. <laughs> Kiss, Foreigner. Yeah. That's, that's for your cookout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes, Eaton. The uh, midweek results so far. Yes. 45% of the vote. 70s. Okay. Crushing. All right. Crushing. All right. Nobody wants to hear any music from the aughts. Aughts. Not yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah, Paul. You know, my wife asked me the other day before we get to sports, what was the first song you remember hearing as a child? Where it's like a, a, a hit song that you're like, oh, I remember where I heard it or where I was. And she asked me, I remember being at a pizza place and someone played Crocodile Rock by, and I was five or six, Crocodile Rock, Rock by uh, Elton John. And I was like, oh, that's, that's a very popular song. And I was a kid and I thought it was cool. Hmm. Do you guys remember the first hit song you kind of remember hmm. as a child? Todd? I remember being at my friend Greg Bieber's house, Brian Bieber actually, and he had Glass Houses, Billy Joel, and I hadn't heard it before. And... I just fell in love with that cassette. It's still rock and roll to me in particular, and I had to run out to Sam Goody or wherever and get the cassette of Billy Joel Glass Houses because right. it's still rock and roll to me. Okay. Uh, Marv, do you remember the first song that you heard? Yeah, I remember vividly. My mom was a big Anita Baker fan, okay. so she had the song Sweet Love. It was just, oh, yeah. you know, very, you know, yeah. yeah. Polly knows about it. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Seaton? Uh, I don't know if it was the first song I ever heard necessarily, but the one that I was like, whoa, what is going on right now? Uh, Motley Crue Shout at the Devil. That was like, I think that's 1983, 84 maybe. So I was, you know, five, six years old. And I was like, hell yeah, this is awesome. I think it was the Beatles for me. I, uh, and there were a couple of them. I just remember Help, Strawberry Fields. Uh, but those were the ones I was like, Man, they're like three minutes or less, and they're all like catchy, poppy, and they stayed with, still stay with me. It's one of those where you hear the song and it takes you back, you know, many, many, many years ago. Yes, Eden. You know, it's one that really jumps out from that time, too, that is definitely one of the earliest songs I can remember is uh, Rod Stewart, Infatuation. Okay. I don't know why, <laughs> but I remember that vividly, like sitting in my house at a piano looking at the cassette tape of... Rod Stewart infatuation. Okay. 
<laughs> Not the Rod Stewart song I would pick out of all the great Rod Stewart songs, but uh, yes, Paul. In fifth grade, we had a teacher, and he had us each bring in an album for like a Friday, almost like a play thing, and he had a record player. And I didn't have a lot of albums, so I borrowed My Sharona by The Knack yeah. from my sister, which was the number one song in America. But my friend uh, Corey Milton, who sat next to me, brought in the Sugar Hill Gang, and I never heard any rap before. I don't think anyone had heard it. Rapper's Delight by the Sugar Hill Gang. That was fifth grade. Why do we always mention somebody's name? Like, you couldn't say, my friend brought in Rapper's Delight. I don't know. It's got to be Corey Milton. It's like, such a good memory. Fritzy said, Brian oh, Bieber, yeah. yeah, I went over there. Oh, so now that makes the story real. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like before that, I wasn't going to believe that you went over to but somebody's now house. Now we attached a name to the, the whole experience. <laughs> means something. So I'm listening to music with Greg McCracken. And uh, uh, he knew his music. Yes, he did. No, his brother did. See, that's for me. It was more my older brother. Yeah. He, we shared a room. So he was, you know, he's five years older than me. So he was you know, way ahead of, you know, getting records or tapes or whatever and listening to that. So whatever he was listening to, I kind of glommed onto. I was the same way. My One of my older brothers had like seven albums. And I, I remember one was Jimi Hendrix, one was Zeppelin, one was uh, Creedence Clearwater, and uh, I think there was a Stones in there and a Beatles. But that was all I knew about music, you know, as far as an album went. And you'd hold those albums and you would read the liner notes. And it was so important that you were listening to a whole album there, not just one song. Yeah, see. When we had a, and yeah, it would be like everything from uh, probably Motley Crue to Public Enemy and Boogie Down Productions and stuff. My brother was listening to all this stuff. And when we had Chuck D in studio years ago, yeah, yeah. I was just like, man, my older brother, I was listening, I've been listening to you since forever. Cause my older brother would always play the our records in our room. And he just said, man, thank God for older brothers. Huh? I was like, Hell yeah. Chuck. Yeah. Marv. Bobby Pernitis, the Wu-Tang first album entered the 36 chambers. I had no idea who Wu-Tang was. He was like, you're bugging. He was like, listen to this. You're protect, bugging. Protect your neck came on. And when we had met the man on that scene, me and C, I was just like, man. Oh, and geeked. The fact that I talked to him yeah. was unbelievable because I was like, I was a fan of you at 10. You were a sex symbol at 10. <laughs> You're a sex symbol at 39. Like, I was like, this is insane. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the prog uh, program here, already in progress. We'll have a poll question. We've got a stat of the day, play of the day, all that coming up. The Celtics are still alive and they win comfortably. Why do I get the feeling this is going seven games? There's probably no reason to think that. I know it's recency bias, and this is what the Celtics do. This is who the Celtics were during the regular season. This is who the Miami Heat were during the regular season, where you go, man, the Heat, they're not that good. Celtics, man, they're great. And then you get fooled into how are they going to perform if they did this over 82 games. Well, they get into a seven-game series. Well, that's what makes these matchups so interesting because sometimes you don't match up with that team. But last night, you saw what Boston is capable of doing. Is it too little too late? And I did think about this. You know, when you think about uh, no team comes back from a 3-0 deficit, and then I always think of the Red Sox when they came back from a 3-0 deficit and happened to witness that firsthand. And then who do I see courtside last night? But Derek Jeter and Alex Rodriguez, well, of course, there will be a comeback. And if Kurt Schilling shows up with a bloody sock tomorrow night, <laughs> then it's on. Then he should wear the full uniform, and the Red Sox are going to Sitting at the end of the them. bench? Yes. <laughs> yes. And I guess Joe Mazzula got him ready for this game, as opposed to the last game. So uh, can he still coach? Is he getting out coached? I'm not sure. It's game to game. But Jason Tatum was wonderful in the second half last night. Once again, he's just frustrating. Now, I'm going to give the Heat some credit here, but you're still, if you're one of the top five MVP candidates and you can't get going against the Miami Heat, um, I'm putting that on you, not your coach getting you ready for this. But they played well last night. You had six players who contributed in double figures. Jason Tatum leading the way. The Heat up still three games to one in this series. Uh, Hurricanes and the Panthers, that's game four tonight. Might get a sweep there. Golden Knights up 3-0 in their series over the Stars. And uh, the NFL tweaked the kickoff rule again, and they're doing it for safety. They would love to get rid of the kickoff completely. 
But you have to have it for, I guess you would say, the illusion of an onside kick. The illusion. That's what it, it's come down to. They would love for you to start the, the game on the 25-yard line. Uh, but now, you know, they don't like those kind of pooch kicks that in between the, like, uh, 15 and 5-yard line, they p- kind of pop it up, and then you c- try to pin the opposition back. Now you make a fair catch, you get the ball at the 25-yard line. No matter where you make the fair catch, you get the ball at the 25-yard line. They want to get rid of the kickoff. Now, they give us the illusion that they care about player safety. But fans, we want to see. The players want to see a kickoff. There are guys who make a living, a reputation. Guys who've, you know, knocked on the door of the Hall of Fame because they're great on special teams. You wouldn't have Devin Hester. You wouldn't have some of these great kick returners. Now, would you find other places for them? Yes, you would. But guys who made a career... Steve Tasker, you make a career out of special teams. They're not even special anymore. They would love to get rid of the punt as well. But they can't do that. But the kickoff, they're trying to eliminate as many kickoffs and as many collisions. Now, they have no problem adding an extra game or two. But as far as a kickoff, they don't want that. They want the game to start on the 25-yard line. But uh, the NFL tweaking that again for safety. Yes, Todd. How does the special teams coach at the end of the year keep his job or ask for a raise or a promotion when he's going to have less responsibility? What is it exactly that you do here now that we do the fair catch? Yeah, because now he's just a teams coach. He's not a special teams coach. Well said. Yeah, thank you, Todd. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, the NFL said about his change, they hope to reduce the number of kickoff returns from 38%, which is already down from like 10 years ago is 60%. Yeah. To 31% of kicks would be returned, which basically makes the play irrelevant. But they also released this. They said uh, injury rates are 60% higher on kickoffs than on any other play, and they're actually going up. Injuries on kickoffs are going up in the past years dramatically. Those are their words, dramatically. Mm. That can't be possible because you have half as many kickoffs as you did 10 years ago, but you have twice as many rate of injuries. How many? What's the injury rate on a punt return? I, they're saying kicks and punts, but specifically kicks. I, I actually don't believe the NFL's research on this. I think what is happening here is that there, there's more reported injuries. There's more reported concussions. You so, think the NFL would lie to you? I don't understand their policy <laughs> on this play because the players want to return the kicks. The coaches want to kick off and return the kicks. And the fans all want kicks returned. Yeah. And you're not giving it to them under the fake guise of player safety. Yeah. I, I mean... It, as much as I would love to say, hey, <clears throat> I care about your safety, if you don't care about your safety, why am I supposed to care about your safety? How about we have better helmets and let's play football? That's all. Yes, Eden. But just because there's an inherent risk in playing football, does that mean that you just completely throw out the idea of trying to make the game safer? Well, you, so, like, why even bother with the safer helmets? They don't care. So why even bother doing safer helmets or better helmets? No, I want to have better helmets, but I... You know, that's not taking away from the action. If you have a better helmet, then we still play football. It, it's like we're picking and choosing, uh, you know, hey, what you can do to a quarterback, where can, you can hit a quarterback, to the point where a defensive player is at a decided disadvantage. They don't even know how to tackle anymore. Now you're going to say, uh, let's take out kickoffs. Uh, hey, we're going to modify the punt. We're going to make sure you can do this, can't do that. I'm all for safety. But I think a better helmet would be the, the start instead of let's take away the kickoff. It, they, they just send mixed messages with a, a lot of these rule changes. And they have no problem adding an extra game. So you would think if you really care about safety, would you add another game? And then they're going to add another game. We're going to have an 18-game schedule. They send a mixed message. At they, least to me, they do. And if you're a player and you only have a couple of years of playing, yes. and now you just got... Six extra game checks. Yes. Yeah, I'd sign up for that. Yeah. All day. But that's why the players aren't as concerned about player safety as, you know, I think we feel like we're supposed to be. Because they're going to make their money. They have a short amount of time. Extra game or two. We make money. We'll play on Thursday night. We'll flex games on Thursday night. They send a mixed message with player safety here. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, and, and there's no chance for a guy to make his career on special teams. We talk about, remember, we're like, we should have Steve Tasker on today. He does not exist. 
Steve Tasker's career doesn't happen. He doesn't get to be a good player. Remember years ago, there was a cowboy named Bill Bates? Yeah. And he was this great special teamer. He earned the starting spot at safety because he was such a great special teamer. There's 20 guys we can name. Dante Hall never happens with yeah. the Chiefs. Yeah. These are names of our youth. And they, you know, Josh Cribbs from, from Cleveland. He had a great run. Who's the Patriot special teams player? Matt, Matt, uh, Matthew Slater. Yeah. He does not exist. Yeah, he's been an all-pro for many, many, many times there. A lot of these young dudes are trying to build a career, and they're not getting an opportunity. All right, we'll talk some basketball. We'll settle on a a poll question. Tim Legler from the Mothership will join us. Does he believe that LeBron is going to retire? I think LeBron just needs a hug. I do. I think he just needs to be a hug, get a hug, and be reminded that you're one of the great players who's ever played the game. Yes, you got swept. It's uh, no fault of yours. And he'll be back. And then he came out and said he's better than 90% of the NBA. Do you really need to say that? Feels like he just needs a hug. LeBron, it's okay. It's not your fault. It's like that scene in uh, Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. Yes. You need, you need Robin Williams to be able to say, if he were alive, he could say to LeBron, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's a good scene. Yeah, it is. It's not your fault. Don't do that. It's it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Yes, Mark. It's a team game, so it kind of is, but not all on him, though. No, it's not all on him. Right. He just needs a hug. That's all. He just needs to be told, "Hey, you're still great." But I tell you, you get hung over, you get drunk. I'm never drinking ever again. This is the worst. I'm never having tequila next week. You're at the bar. <laughs> okay, I guess I could have one. All right, let me take a break. Tim Legler joins us coming up next. Also, I have a question that might take over social media. I'm going to ask Tim Legler this. I'm not even going to tell him what I'm going to ask him. That'll be. I'm not going to tell you guys either. Teaser. No, I'm not going to. That's coming up next. GetRefunds.com, thanks to Innovation Refunds, you got a lot of people who are getting money back. Clients claim over $5 billion in payroll tax refunds thanks to Innovation Refunds and their CEO, Howard Mackler. Innovation Refunds, hundreds of five-star Trustpilot and Google reviews certified with the Better Business Bureau. Trust your business with the experts at Innovation Refunds. Now, you go to GetRefunds.com. Start the process. In around eight minutes, you could be on your way to receiving money for your business. And a business that could be construction or retail or restaurants or bars or hotels. So many more. No upfront charge. They don't get paid until you get paid. Unless you get paid. Innovation Refunds is here to help you. And uh, they have processed over 17,000 returns for these businesses. Innovation Refunds is ready to help you. But you get started by going to GetRefunds.com. Download the app. From the App Store today, that's GetRefunds.com. Good luck. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go... You can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find. That's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on.
It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling, only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. One of the great shooters in NBA history, ESPN NBA analyst Tim Legler joining us on the show. I'll save my bombshell question for you i got to get to the celtics last night against the miami heat and why do i get the feeling this is going to go seven games tim (laughs) i'm actually kind of feeling that a little bit myself uh and and, you know you heard the celtics say don't let us get one basically they were warning the heat don't let us mess (laughs) around and figure this thing out because then you got a problem on your hands because we were the two seed and for probably the first two and a half months of the season, they were clearly the best team in the NBA. So it's there. They've had a hard time finding it consistently uh, since that time. And certainly in the playoffs, they've had some very flat performances. But now you really do feel like they're going to win game five. I don't know if it's going to get all the way to seven, Dan. I could see the Heat winning this in six games okay. and get, and getting very dicey, like a fourth quarter, one possession game in a game six. Um, and I, and you know Jimmy Butler probably making some plays in that game to, to win it late. But there's no doubt that things have gotten much more interesting all, all of a sudden. I, you've been around the game a long, long time, and there's certain players that they play bigger, better, the bigger the game, maybe during the regular season. We don't talk about Jimmy Butler during the regular season, but we certainly do the postseason. Reggie Miller was another player who got you 18 or 19 a game and then in the postseason could go off. Can you think of other players who have that ability to be big in big games? Yeah, I mean, I think there's, you know, I, even a guy, I'd look at even a guy like Jamal Murray, you know, as one of those guys. He seems to relish that moment. And, and actually, there's something different about him, him even this year. He looks like he's ticked off because every night he takes the court, we know, you know, we're going to talk a lot about Jokic, obviously. Every team they play, for the most part, probably has two stars on it. And we talk a lot about the stars in the game. And I think Jamal Murray takes that personally. In, in the Phoenix series, he's out there saying, okay, you got KD, we got Jokic, we know what those guys are. And then Devin Booker is getting so much love, and, he, and deservedly so. The guy was playing out of his mind. But I'm on that level. And I think he's had this sort of edge to him every night that bodes well for Denver. Because in the regular season, Jamal Murray's a very good player. Jamal Murray can be sensational in big moments in the postseason. So I think in terms of guys currently in the league, he'd be a good example. What is it about Jimmy Butler that makes other teams nervous? Well, here's the thing. They know for a fact Jimmy Butler is always going to be in the right place mentally. Like at no point is Jimmy Butler's confidence going to waver Is he going to be a guy that just doesn't have it on a given night? Jimmy Butler's the kind of guy you're going to have to kill him to stop him. And you know he's so mentally tough that no matter what the moment or the circumstances or the amount of pressure, Jimmy Butler is not going to be shaken by that. And some guys, 
they look like they lose their confidence a little bit. They change their aggressiveness. They're not quite the same for whatever reason. Jimmy Butler's never like that. Even on nights he doesn't, not, doesn't, doesn't mean he's going to shoot well every night. Some nights he might just not shoot well. You know it's not because he's feeling the moment or anything's a little bit too big for him. And I think that's why teams get nervous about him. And also, he can get to anywhere on the floor that he needs to to play to his wheelhouse. He can get to that mid-range area of the floor anytime he wants. Tim Legler, ESPN NBA analyst, joining us on the program. The change or changes you would make to the Lakers roster in the offseason? Oh, man, this well, first of all, they're going to have to – I think they need to add guys that are more consistent shooters. And if you sacrifice a little bit defensively to do that, I think it's important because, first of all, the league is not set up anymore to be a league that you can maul people and get physical and – and just get into teams and defend them. You're going to have to get to a certain number most nights. And, and when you look at the Western Conference in particular, what Denver can do every night offensively with Phoenix, you know that they're going to reload. What, you know, those teams are getting to 115, 120 points regularly. So can you get to that number? So all the great defense that we talked about a lot with the Lakers and, and being this long team and they're athletic and they're going to be able to bother Denver, got news for you. Denver shot splits of basically 50, 40, 80 as a team. Okay, so as an individual player, for people listening, right, if, you, if you go 50 from the field, 40 from the three, 80 from the line, You're and I, Dan, I, I did that I did that a couple of times. I was a 50, 50, 80 guy a couple of times, right? That's a hell of a year or a hell of a series if one guy does that. Yeah. Imagine a whole team doing that. And that's what they just did to the Lakers. That's how efficient they were. So the Lakers need to add shooting, I think, as their, as their top priority. Look, the, Kyrie, this talk is going to be there all summer. I'm not a Kyrie Irving guy. I think he brings an awful lot to a team that's not necessarily going to move you in the right direction. The talent's undeniable. But this might be the one situation I'd say that team probably needs a guy like Kyrie Irving, and LeBron probably needs Kyrie Irving. What did you make of LeBron's postgame comments? I heard you setting this up saying, you know, he, he needs a hug. I thought that made me laugh because when I'm watching it, what I'm thinking is this. I don't care if it's LeBron James or any athlete or any person in any walk of life that you just pours your heart and soul into something for eight, eight months and it ends in a terribly frustrating manner. You feel almost inept against the team that beat you. That's not the right time to get asked the question. It's certainly not the right time to answer a question like that because in the moment, you feel nothing other than, I just want to get away from the damn game right now. And, and he's going to go, and it's going to be more frustrating for the next two weeks to watch the finals. He's not participating. Now, let it get removed a few weeks from that. Now he's going on vacation. He spent time with his family. He's back in the gym a little bit. His body feels great after getting a month off from the regular season. He's going to have a completely different tune. When you get to the middle of July, there is absolutely no question in my mind. LeBron James isn't going anywhere. And, you know, and even the Bronny thing, we build that up. I, I don't know how much that's what is going to drive him to continue to play. I just don't think he wants to go out the way he just went out more than anything else. He doesn't want to end on that note. So he's going to, I think, reload his mind, get his body feeling better and you're going to see LeBron James ready to go next year. I was serious when I said he needs a hug because then he's saying I'm better than 90% of the players. Like, you don't need to say that. Right. Like, like, we'll say that for you. We don't, right. you know, he doesn't need to. And it's almost like he he wanted somebody to kind of just boost his spirits or his ego or a little yeah. bit because he just got swept. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, guys need that, right? They need to be stroked, guys, on that level. And ironically, I think he actually shortchanged himself. He probably, it's probably more like 97% of the guys in the league. He's still better than, but yeah, I think he needed a little bit of, you know, a little validation in yes. that moment because they just got swept by a team that's got right now the best player in the NBA. It was interesting though. The one thing that was, is interesting, Dan, in hearing him say that, that percentage, whatever you want to say, he could have said 99%. And what is he, what is he really saying? He's not necessarily the best player anymore. And I think that's the first time that LeBron James has ever sort of acknowledged that. And when you get swept by a team that has the best player in the league on it, it sort of reminds you of that in the moment, that they're going to need more help 
It used to be LeBron would say, hey, I'll, I'll take whatever you got yeah. and I'll take my chances. Now I think he realizes that there are teams out there that are going to be loaded that he's going to need a little bit more to compete with. Would you consider trading Anthony Davis? I would definitely consider trading Anthony Davis. There's no question in my mind. I think everybody around the league is going to feel the same way about Anthony Davis that we do every night watching him and analyzing him. You know, the guy's a difference maker, clearly. There's no real matchup for Anthony Davis. There's not an answer for him. He's a total game changer defensively when he's when he's active. But do you want to sign up for that and, and like, guarantee that you're going to get, like, 50 games of that every year and in the postseason? You'll get it, you know, more than probably every other night. That's probably selling him a little bit short. But let's say you get it 65% of the time in the postseason, and he's your second-best player. Is that enough? Are you, are you going to be happy with that? So I just wonder – what people would genuinely be willing to give up for yeah. Anthony Davis knowing at some point he's going to miss a large chunk of time in the regular season for an injury, and then you're not exactly sure if he's going to leave his house every day in the playoffs intent on coming to the arena and doing some serious damage. Because I, I don't know that he always gets himself there mentally. I was looking for a comp. We love to have comps with players. Like, that guy reminds me of. And I was thinking about Joker and Brad Doherty. I don't know if that's a fair comp, but just the ability to play high, low, in, out, pass. Doherty, I always thought, was one of the more underrated players that uh, I saw play. But you got a comp for uh, Jokic? I don't have a comp for him because I, and I think about this all the time. He's usually pretty good at coming up with that. And I've been asked this question. And I, I racked my brain. I'm also kind of like a historian of the game. And I'm old enough that I know all the eras. He's so unique in that. I was thinking about this last night as I get ready to to break down the finals whenever they get their matchup. I don't care who comes out of the East. Denver is going to win the championship. And the reason is because there's no personnel, scheme, or defensive energy, amount of defensive energy that affects Jokic. He's not affected by it. You put a smaller guy on him that's athletic, he makes those guys look silly because he just overwhelms them with his size and touch. You put a bigger guy on him, well, now you got to chase him all over the perimeter while he runs 87 dribble handoffs and picks and pops and, and, and spends so much time on the perimeter that he makes bigs like a fish out of water out there guarding him so much. You can't scheme him because you can't double him effectively anywhere on the floor because of his size and his mind in reading where the ball should go. And then – getting it there with velocity. So it, it, it beats the defense. It beats the closeout. It beats the rotation. So there's not a matchup that you can come up with. Even nights when he doesn't shoot well, and those are rare because he shoots such a high percentage, he does have nights like that, and he's still the most dominant player on the floor. He's controlling the game to such an extent. And I can't think of another player, his size particularly, that can do all of the things that he can do. All right, I'll leave you with this. Will the Lakers retire LeBron James's number? Oh, no question. No question. And I'm not saying that I'm not saying that they shouldn't, but I'm just saying the standard for getting your jersey retired has been dramatically diminished. <laughs> okay? It's a pretty saturated jersey retirement. Yeah, but these are the Lakers though, legs. That doesn't matter. Yeah, I know they're the Lakers, but that's LeBron James. Like you had a guy that in my opinion, I think probably yours. I don't know. You put you put uh, LeBron number two, cemented at number two all time? Yeah. Yeah, so do I. And I think, hate to say it for him, but I think he could win two or three more championships. I probably still have him cemented at number two. Like, he can't. That's why when we were talking about the LeBron-Curry matchup, like who can help their legacy more? Yeah. I said, well, LeBron James has been like, you know, he's been like flex sealed into the number two spot, right? Like he can't, you can't move it. I don't think there's any upward mobility and he's not getting caught from behind, at least not by anybody we can see right now. Curry, he's still grabbing rungs on the ladder, I feel like, which is pretty amazing at this stage of his career. So I just feel like LeBron cemented at, at number two. He wore a Lakers jersey. You had that guy in-house for however many years it's going to be. Was it been four years now? How, how many years is LeBron? Year five. Oh, year five. Okay. So let's say he plays seven years for the Lakers. Okay. And he won a championship there. Mm -hmm. 
And even if he never gets another one, and he's the second greatest player to ever play, that thing's going up there. There's no question in my mind. Well, it is Hollywood, and they celebrate their stars, so I understand that you would want to have a night for LeBron when it's all said and done. I get that. I'm just it, – it just feels like, you know, the Laker fans don't look at LeBron as one of them. Like, he's not a true Laker. And, and, and I understand that, and he did give you a championship. I just don't know. My feeling is that there would probably be pushback of, is, you know, does he deserve to be in the rafters? Where, were you talking about pushback from the fan yeah, base? Yeah. Well, that, that, I mean, that might be true, but I think ultimately the organization is going to want to do that because you never even know. They might have aspirations down the road of having a guy with you know, LeBron's mind and, and in your front office or part of the organization. Oh, he's going to get his own team. He's going to get yeah. – he'll get the team in Vegas. That's probably true. It's probably what, what he'll end up doing. Or maybe he but, takes over Jordan's team in uh, Carolina. <laughs> yeah, that would be something. <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe maybe he's thinking I'll buy the I'll buy Charlotte. Yeah. And then I'll win a championship in Charlotte. That might be the one way I can I can supplant Michael. That would be it. As being the greatest of all time. Good to visit with you as always, Legs. Thanks for joining Thanks, us. Thanks, Dan. Anytime. And one of the great shooters in NBA history, Tim Legler, their ESPN analyst. So is that a is that a bombshell? Is that a social media question? Should the Lakers or will the Lakers retire LeBron's jersey? Yeah, Paul. Are you prefacing it by saying, let's say that's all he does there? Like, what, Let's say he doesn't win another championship. Or he steps away. Played his last game. Yeah, yeah. Hi- hypothetically. Let's say he's played his last game because he did talk about he's got to spend some time talking about retiring. Five seasons there. He averaged uh, 27 points a game. Well, that, that doesn't that matter. Yeah. He's got one title. Yeah. Do you put the jersey that you hang in the Raptors in bubble wrap? Oh, hey. 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 too soon, Paul. Why would you say that? Yeah. Okay. The Lakers, they've had they have a lot of retired jerseys: George Mikan, Jamal Wilkes, Jerry West, James Worthy, Shaquille O'Neal, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, Gail Goodrich, Elgin Baylor, Pau Gasol. Pau Gasol got one. What was he there about eight years? He won a couple of titles. Yeah. Wilt Chamberlain. Kobe Bryant has eight and 24 retired. Yes, Todd? I think if you were on the fence either way with that, the fact that he was in a Lakers uniform breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record for most points in the history of basketball is enough to get him up in the raft. Okay. Yes, he... Well, will and should are very different. Yes, that's why I'm saying, will they, should they? And I wasn't sure which one... Will they? Absolutely. Should they? Probably not. Anybody else think that they shouldn't? I think they will. It's Hollywood. And, and to have another night and celebration and all those things and, you know, have everybody come out and it'll be a big deal whenever that happens. Yeah, Paulie? I could see you making the case that it shouldn't. It's LeBron's fourth stop, right? He was there well, five Well, he's going to get one in Cleveland. He'll get one in Miami. Yep. Chris Bosh got his jersey retired in Miami. LeBron will get, it feels like, get his jersey yeah. in three different places. Miami makes a lot of sense. Well, there's not a long list there for players. If Chris Bosh is getting his jersey retired. Right. I, I think Tim Hardaway's got his jersey retired there. Lonzo Mourning has his. He did four years in Miami? Yeah, I think so. Udonis Haslam, does he have his jersey retired? <laughs> He's got to retire first. He probably, yeah. Yes, yes, Marv. Michael Jordan has his number retired by the Heat also. That's so dumb. Well, yeah. But he's got it with everybody, doesn't he? Like, why did uh, Mike get his jersey retired by the Heat? Pat Riley loves him so much. He legit retired it when he was with the Wizards. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. I know. That's when somebody owns you. Like, really. Like, the Jets should retire Tom Brady's jersey. He owns him. The Bears should retire Aaron Rodgers' jersey. He owns them. Yes, Paulie. The Washington Wizards have not retired Michael Jordan's number. Well, of all the great wizards, he didn't crack the top 10. No. All right, one thing on LeBron. I think he's going to get the retired jer- jersey. I don't think he's statue worthy. No. Oh, no, no, no you no, can't no. give him a statue. No statue. No. 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 That was a no quick statue. answer. No. But even that owner in Cleveland, does he give him a statue? Does he have a statue there yet, Marv? 
No. They should be building it for him right now. Mm, I don't know. No, no, no. I, I know, know, I know you owner. don't know, but they should. Yeah. Yes, Todd. Yeah, you got to give him one in Cleveland. Bring a championship to the Cavs. Yeah, yeah. That's his hometown. Yeah, but I don't that care owner, how much the owner doesn't like him or whatever. Yeah, but he, he did it. come back. He did come back and make good on his promise. He was going to bring a title. You got to build a statue. Although I'm not big on statues. Yeah. It feels like we build them and then we tear them down eventually. Yeah, you know, got a problem with that guy. I'm going to take down his statue. Yes, he. We already saw LeBron as a statue in a Lakers uniform. Whoa. Dang, fourth quarter shot? Wow. Oh, what the heck has what, happened? What just happened? You know what? That was Paul's idea. Take, he said that. I didn't say that. He said that, and then I said it. <laughs> Never. Yeah, he, take, he said it, then I said it. How about we take a break? He's no Michael Jordan. No, he's not. Take a break. Mike yeah, never, one team. <laughs> Mike never got swept. In a, I swept a couple times. In a seven-game series. Mike never got swept. All right, we'll take a break. <laughs> Showing how much easier Michael had it. And... Play of the day up next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what? Too is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Oh, my God. The play, the play, the play. of the day. Play of the day. 
check this out. The 0-2. Swing and a fly ball. It's deep to left field. It is going to go. Hayes watches. It is gone. A home run. Aaron Judge ties the game with a solo home run to straightaway left field. That's eight home runs in the last nine games for Aaron Judge, courtesy of the Yankees Radio Network. That's your play of the day. Brought to you by Meguiar's. They've come to the rescue again. The new hybrid ceramic tire shine. Renews dull tires by darkening the appearance, adding long-lasting high gloss, and keeps it shining even when exposed to water. I used it on my car, my Mercedes, and I had a woman who said, oh, man, your tires are murdered. Nice. I'd never heard that expression. You got, oh, those tires look great. They look like they're murdered. I go, okay, is that a good thing? She goes, yes. Well, Meguiar's Hybrid Ceramic Tire Shine, give it a try, and maybe you'll have your tires murdered. I guess the kids <laughs> say that. Marvin, have you ever heard your tires being murdered? I have not. Okay. All right. Well, you don't run in the same circles I, that I do. I do not. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the poll question, do we want to go with should? Let's say LeBron's retiring today. Should the Lakers retire his jersey? Or does it... Feel desperate that I'm looking for clicks here. Well, it's already up there, so you're getting clicks. <laughs> okay. Yes. Let's jump in the pool. That's what it's all about. But, I mean, really, this isn't going to be about the Lakers retiring jerseys. This is going to be about people not liking LeBron James. Yes. So, really, the poll question is semi-useless. Uh, <laughs> should the Lakers retire LeBron James' number when he retires? Yes. Should he retire yes. when he retires? Yes. Uh, right now, 78% say, guess which way. No. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. We also threw up there a little snarky uh, poll question. What happened last night? Joel Missoula had his team ready. Mm. Eric Spolstra didn't. Mm. Do you want to guess what the... Uh, uh, Joel Missoula had his team yes, ready. Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. Yes. 72%. Let's go. Hey, congratulations. He did it, Joe. Joe can coach. He's going to keep his job. Yes, Poland. Wouldn't you love a snarky reporter to go to Joe Mazzulli and go, Coach, can you walk me through the differences in preparation for this game compared to the one where you said you didn't prepare the team yeah. the other night? Yeah. I'll, say, I'll wait and listen. Yes. First time, long time. Your players had nothing to do with this. You got them ready. Is that right, Coach? Uh, Doug in North Carolina. Good morning, Doug. Welcome back. Thank you very much, Dan. I want to up the ante on you guys. Forget about, maybe I can take a poll of the room. Forget about LeBron for a moment. In their 50, roughly 50-year 50 history, the Buccaneers have only retired two jerseys, Sapp and Leroy Solomon. Tom Brady, does he get his jersey retired? And if you say yes, because he won a Super Bowl, he didn't retire Brad Johnson. So I just want to take the survey of the room. Does the Bucks retire <laughs> number 12? I would say yes, they do. You want to get Brady back in the building to have a big night. You know, no offense to Brad Johnson, who was the quarterback. I could have quarterbacked that team that day against the Raiders. But, uh, uh, yes, they, they would love to have Tom Brady come back and have a big ceremony. I mean, this is all about, you know, theater. It's a, you can create a spectacle. What's Tampa going to be celebrating over the next five years? Probably not much when it comes to football. But, yeah, they would probably retire Tom Brady's jersey. Yes, yes, Todd. At mile high, they got Elway up and Manning up. If the Broncos don't win that Super Bowl with Manning, which you didn't have a lot to do with in an actual game, does 18 go up or it just looks cool and you want to have Elway and Manning next to each other up there? Well, uh, they probably want to celebrate. You know, you know, Who are you going to put up there from that team? You know, Von Miller, I guess, right? Von Miller, you know, big reason why you won that Super but Bowl. But you have the Super Bowl banner, which, you know, some would say that's enough. The, the yeah. Super Bowl champs, do you have to get a number? And I don't a think you needed to retire Peyton Manning's jersey. Yes, Paul. Right. If you're a late career add-on to a franchise and you bring him a Super Bowl, then you get your jersey retired. Like, if Charles Barkley went down to Houston and played three years and didn't get injured and brought them a title, yeah. then you'd have yeah. reason to do it. Mm. Maybe you don't really believe in it, but if Peyton Manning doesn't get a Super Bowl, you're not, you're not retiring. Yes, Mark. Clyde Drexler. Later in his career, only played a couple years in Houston, yeah. part of a championship team, up in the rafters. Well, he was from Houston, or he went to the University of Houston as well. So that might be a celebration of this, oh. you know, college and pros. Oh, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> I got Houston Rockets retired uh, numbers. Yao Ming's number is retired. All right. He had a nice career. Yeah. What do you have, like eight years? Yeah. Huh. No offense, Yao, if you're listening. 
Yes, Todd. He hung it up himself without a ladder. Oh, he just come on. Nice, Fritzy. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's a walk-off. Kind of hung it up there. You got still two more hours, though, to entertain a nation. That is true. That's that's your job. Or two hours to not entertain Take a nation. Take it all away. Yep. One hour in the books, two more to go. It's Fritzy, Seaton, Marv, Paulie, and yours truly. Back after this. One more From the Southern Tower One, Panini America, the official trading cards of this program. Also, NFT's brand new NFT platform located at nft.paniniamerica.net. One-of-a-kind digital cards. Also, Panini's public auctions are located on the site. And uh, you'll find the hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the all-time greats. And keep in mind, these are the official products from the NFL, the NBA, UFC, FIFA World Cup, and collegiate sports. Collectors, you can share your cards in the public gallery. Also, if you complete challenges, you can earn exclusive award cards and make sure you check out the newly released NFL Prism, also La Liga packs, all of the uh, favorite Panini brands. And now as NFTs, Panini NFT platform, unique one-of-a-kind VIP experiences, and Panini NFT trading cards giving you the opportunity to pull autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, even one-of-one NFTs from every pack. Visit nft.paniniamerica.net, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at Viking.com.